Unplugged. Our next guest joining the show is my good friend, Antoine Bethea. He's a 14-year NFL veteran. He's a three-time Pro Bowler, and he's also a Super Bowl winning champion. And if you want to catch what he has to say about football, you should join and subscribe to his very own podcast that he co-hosts alongside Darius Butler. It's called Man to Man Podcast. And oh, by the way, he's from the real HU, not Hampton, but Howard. AB, what's up, bro? How you doing? What's what's going on, my guy? How you doing? Oh man, chilling, chilling, man. Appreciate you uh making the time to do this for us. Uh, of course. Yeah. So so what what where are you right now, man? What what where are you? Man, I'm in um I'm down here in Florida right now, man. About to get on this bird. And I'm okay, okay, Charlotte. But you know I'm down here in Florida. Okay, that that's home bases back in back in Charlotte. In Charlotte, yep. Okay, okay. I don't know why I keep. You've told me that before, but I don't know why I keep thinking you're in Miami, bro. You're like Miami dude. You're in the hey, family. You know what? It, it's, it's, it's crazy you say that because that was actually one of the places um, we would think about, you know, making home. You know what I'm saying? Miami yeah. for a lot of them. But nah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm in Charlotte. Okay, okay. All right, all right. Yeah, so uh, I didn't have a chance to talk to you after your um, retirement party. Yeah. And for those who don't know or didn't hear about that retirement party, that was like a who's who of black excellence. I mean, you had, bro, one thing that stood out to me was the fact that, you know, you played 14 years in National Football League. So yeah. you met a lot of people. But a lot of people that spoke that night was part of your life from the very beginning, the middle, and where it ended before you, your new chapter started. And yeah. I couldn't help but but notice, and which I didn't know at first that you played linebacker in high school. Yeah. And I'm gonna start there because <laughs> when I heard that, it made sense. I'm like, I watched this dude play for many, many years. He was great in coverage, but what I thought separated you from a lot of other safeties or just guys playing in the back end was your ability to play in the box. Yeah. And it occurred to me, I'm like, ah, that's where he got it from. He had that linebacker's mentality. For but sure. you're playing a cover guy in the league. So let me ask you this. So when you got to, when you get to Howard, I'm going to, I'm going yeah. I'm I'm to talk around a ton of stuff right hey, now, but yeah, this, this is on the top of you. my head. So when you get to, I couldn't help but think the transition from playing high school defense as a linebacker and then making the transition to college to play DB. Mm-hmm. It was hard for me, and I played linebacker in high school and played linebacker in college. But what was that transition like, bro? Was it is a was it a huge shock for you to learn how to cover and how to do all the things that would ultimately get you drafted in the sixth round of the NFL? Man, it was um, first and foremost, I'll say, um, and he actually spoke at um, at my retirement party, um, mm-hmm. Coach Bowen. He was my my defensive okay. back coach. At um at Howard University, he played 14 years um in the NFL as well, and I would say his coaching made that transition um smooth for me, right? Um, yeah. like you said, like me playing linebacker and um in high school, and um you know again another one of my coaches, Coach Rod, he spoke at the um at the retirement party, and he was a he was a coach that put me at linebacker. He said, "Look, you love to hit." You're small in stature, but uh-huh. you can run. He said, I'm going to tell you two things. Either high school ball, you look at these guards, where they go, you go. 
Um, <laughs> right, right. And that's something that stuck with me. But, you know, as far as, you know, my transition and how I want to play in the DB, man, I I, I give all the credit to, 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 to Coach Bowen, man, just with the technique that he taught me. Um, right. Playing high school ball, man, it was always really moving forward or running sideways. You know, I really wasn't backpedaling that much. So right. for him to really – that that's crazy because you you it, you know in high school it's very vanilla, and yeah. so now you gotta you gotta learn, you know, just the fundamentals of playing deep. I, obviously, you were you were an athlete, but like, yeah. I'm trying to dive into the weed. Like, bro, that's not easy to do. Yeah, like, who, man. Did you have to spend? I know you had to spend countless time just not only going through the reps, but watching film and making sure your back pedal was right and all these different things. That shit. Is not easy to do, and it, because you're you're a baller, you make it look easy. But bruh, I mean, you had to go through some some times where like, man, am I? Is this really what I'm doing? Like, nah, man. Ever- it, it was it was it was it was crazy because, like you said, like he, Coach Bowen, the first one that taught me the T step, right? Okay. So we'll be in his office, and he would just be like, in this in this little room, we're gonna work on T step. When you go right. back to your dorm room, work on T step. You know what I mean? And he was really the one that kind of like instilled in all of us like, yo, you get 1% better every day. So when you right. come out on this field, we I want to see a little bit of uh, progression. He would keep us after practice. So he mm. was really a stickler on, on, on tech, technique and details. And um, it, it wasn't it wasn't um, it wasn't easy. My freshman year, I didn't get a lot of playing time until, mm. you know, late in the season. Um, in my sophomore year, when I was really playing, uh, they put me in the box. They put me at strong safety. You know what I'm <laughs> right, saying? And right, then that's right. kind of where I um, I was able to excel. But um, it, it wasn't an easy transition. Like you said, right. being an athlete and obviously being a hard worker and, and, and wanting to learn, you know, I made mm-hmm. it happen. But it, it wasn't an easy transition. No, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine, man. But – and – it just brings up another point when you I read someplace your first love was basketball. Yeah. So growing up, same with me, man. If somebody would have told me when I was a, a young Thundercat that I was gonna play in the league, play in the NFL, I'm like, nah, bro, I'm basketball all day. No so doubt. I know you probably played AAU. And in this in, in this area, a lot of people who don't live here, who've never known anyone to play basketball or football, this place is flooded. Yeah. It's talent rich with football, basketball, you name it. And I was one of those dudes when I got to Maryland, being from Florida, I'm bringing that mm-hmm. cocky little attitude. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm doing them a favor. You yeah. know, I come to find out it didn't really occur to me until probably my rookie year. I look around the locker room in Cleveland. There's like six or seven guys from this area alone. Yeah. And I'm the only one that attended Maryland. So it was crazy to see how, you know, and this small little, you know, um, you know, from the DMV area, how the talent pool is just crazy. So knowing that you're from Newport News, Virginia, there's a lot of talent that's come out of that area from Virginia Beach, from Chesapeake and Hampton. Uh, who were some of the guys that you looked up to as you were growing up and as you realized, you know, sports is going to be something that you were going to continue to do throughout your life? Yeah, man. So I'm having an older brother and, um, you know, he played basketball. He played football and in, um, in high school as well. And he was right there um, along that time with AI. So um, being able to go to those games wow. and actually see see AI play, 
see my brother play against him and then people yeah. you know you got to think about the the Aaron Brooks right so we Ooh. think about Aaron Brooks the New Orleans Saints as a quarterback right he's a dog on the basketball court as well um Aaron Brooks I had a teammate named Antoine Smith who ended up going to St. Paul he was a dog um mm. you got to think about uh AI had a teammate named Tony Rutland he ended uh -huh. up going to Wake Forest and playing with Tim Duncan he was a dog. Um, another yeah. name that, that guys don't really know, uh, Damian Baco, he went to Hampton High School, and he ended up going to Alabama. So during that year, during those years, man, and I was a I was a pup. I was eight, nine years old. So this is when I'm starting to really, you mm -hmm. know, you know, learn about basketball, learn about football, man. And it was just a rich – it was a rich area, like you said. Then you got, you know, across the water, you had Joe Smith. You had right. J.R. Reed that was some um, some older yeah. guys, man. So it was it was just some 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 rich basketball and some just sports all in general. And then, like you said, as my eighth grade, ninth grade year, man, it was it was all about Ron C. I don't care what you okay. I don't care what okay. you were talking about. It was about Ronald Curry, right? So it was okay. like it was football. He could do everything. He was playing quarterback. He was playing safety. He was kicking. He was punting. You know what I'm saying, and then right. you know you 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 looking forward to basketball season. Your Ron right. C was on the, on the hardwood doing his thing, man. You know McDonald's uh, Player of the Year. That's mm -hmm. when the McDonald's All American Game was in Hampton, Virginia, um, oh. and it was just a it was a it was a beautiful time, man. And um, those were the guys that kind of I looked up to as far as the area where. Right. You can, and now you you starting to see these guys go. You see, you see AI going to Georgetown. You see mm -hmm. the um, you know, Damian Bakos, the Tony Rutlands on national TV now. Um, you right. like, man, I'm just watching these guys in the gym down the street from my house. And then you look at the the uh the Ron Curry where he brought the McDonald's All American game. You know what I mean? To our to our hood. So it's like, yo, this is wow. a, this is a possibility. And you know what I mean? So it was one of them times where. It's a like an unforgettable moment. You know what I'm saying? No, nah, that's dope. I'm glad you uh, laid it out because a lot of people don't know. They know the names, but they don't know where they where they come from. Yeah. And so it's funny. The only guy growing up, the only guy that I knew that was that talented in football and basketball was Adrian McPherson. Okay. In high school, Adrian McPherson was the first. I believe he was the first player in the state of Florida to win Mr. Football and Mr. Basketball. Mm. But you get out here, you see Ronald Curry. He Ronald Curry was a national basketball player of the year, McDonald's national basketball player of the year, yeah. and McDonald's national football player of the year. That's on yeah. a whole nother league, you know. That's on a whole and, nother level, bro. And and then to even talk about before him, like AI, like I think now people kind of talk about. You know how AI was just a, a a dog on the football field as well, so I, it's a clip that's out that AI after they won the state, uh, they won the states in football. Uh, a reporter comes to him and he like, yeah, we about to go do it and win states in basketball. And they won, they on, won man. states in basketball as well. Come so, on, man. Um, it's 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 uh like to to your point though, like. That's one thing that I, that I hold close to my heart is like wherever I go, I'm a rep seven five seven. Oh, I, I know. Though we we gonna hold our own. I don't care. We might be smaller than the Florida, Cali, Texas, or whatever. But when you talk about 
athlete pound for pound, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, track, or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. um, 7-5, man, we're going to hold our own. Yeah, no, no, I, I can't disagree with you, bro. I cannot disagree with you. And so do you see, because I feel like that was just like a special time in the 757 where all these athletes were coming up and doing big things, sprinkling out, going to Georgetown, going to Howard, and just making a name for themselves. Do you see the, the younger generation having that same kind of impact of athletes coming from those particular areas right now? Yeah, man, because then, you know, you look at, after me, you know, you still had Cam, you had Percy, Harvin. Um, you still got a lot of names. And even and even on the basketball level, you know, we got guys in the league. Um, mm-hmm. So, it, I, again, I just think our area, we we, we breed athletes, man. Um, and yeah. I think it's different than what we – how we used to come up where it was – we were multi-sports. We were going to play football. We were going to mm-hmm. play basketball. I just feel as though just the culture has kind of shifted a little bit where – you know, you right. still have your dual athletes, but um, I think a lot of times now, like the athletes are focused on on their one sport, which you know, to each his own. But you know, you got the right. guys that's focused on football and they taking off. Guys focus on basketball, they taking off. Even the, even the, the the women, the young ladies as well. So right. I still see it. You know, I might not know the names I got. Um, right. I got used to because I'm I'm just not in that area as much, and I'm not just tapped mm-hmm. into the to the high school market. But right. um, we still got something that's 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 still coming out of the area. Yeah, so let, that that's dope. That's dope. So let let's go back to your days at Howard. And I was, you know, before you agreed to come on the show, you know, I was doing some research, and I and I realized it occurred to me that the experience you talked about the experience mm-hmm. and your time at Howard and how. Y'all used to go to Dick Sporting Goods and get like cleats and and yeah. and, and all the you know all the accessories that at these bigger programs you just have to your disposal. Man, can yeah. you talk a little bit about that? Because I don't know if people really appreciate when people say the black experience, and I've heard you say on a number of occasions how Howard kind of shaped you. It made you a man, and then just those lessons that you learned from Howard, you kept that same fire lit for fourteen seasons. Can you talk a little bit about like what some of that experience was like going to an HBCU and going to Howard at that time from a football? Yeah, standpoint? man. Again, man, it, I I tell people to this day the best four years of my life, hands down. You know, um, if somebody say, "Yo, AB, if you had to rewrite your story, if you could drop everything right now and do it all over again, would you change anything as far as your your football experience, your college experience?" I'm like hell nah, like mm-hmm. <laughs> let, let's keep this thing yeah. the same. But yeah, but just but like you said, man, it was just the grit and the grind, and and not to take anything away from the PWIs because I know you got to grind to get where mm-hmm. you at. But it's just a different grind on the HBCU. No, nah, it's a different, right? it's a different grind. Bro. Yeah, it's, it's a, a different, different grind, grind right? Because so I know one, the backstory. I, even even my wife went to Howard. Her her, her parents went to Howard, yeah. and I have a a, a young uh, my oldest niece is at Howard. And before she started, the first year she was there, my brother calling me, man, this school, da 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 da, just complaining, complaining, complaining about like, yeah, the living situation or or, or whatever issue that was going on. I'm like, listen, stop complaining. It's the experience. I was like, yeah. whatever my niece is going through, you don't think my my mother in law went through it and my yeah. father in law went through it. Yeah. It's the experience. Trust me, she's gonna yeah. love it. By the end of that year, she was calling my my brother. Man, I love it. I, I wouldn't change nothing in the world. I don't know what it is, but like <laughs> once you on that, you get that HBU experience and on Howard's campus, 
it's something that just once once it grab hold to you, bro, it's like you bleed it. You nah, no, bleed it. no, no doubt, man. And that's what it is. Like you said, like when you're on campus, you complain all day. You know what I mean? You go in the <laughs> A building. Like if you go into the A building, you can you can throw your day away. You can you can don't worry about <laughs> yeah. the classes. You can be in the A building <laughs> right, all day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, um, right. Living conditions. Like I say, my freshman year. I didn't get under my sheets and my covers until November. You know, no, mm. no AC in the dorms. You know what I'm saying? You complain, mm -hmm. you complain about it while you in it, but then when you leave, mm -hmm. it's like, man, I just it taught you a lot about yourself, um, right. being able to live in certain different type of conditions. But just on the football aspect, man, like you, like you were talking about it, like, you know, you know, we had tape in the in the training room, but. You know, we wanted to be swagged out. So yeah, we right. had to go get our red right. tape, our blue tape. Um, <laughs> right. The right. trainers like, yo, we 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 not spatting. You know, <laughs> right. If we spatting, you know, you had a a, a a serious ankle injury. So you know the right. guys in there, we spatting each other up. You mm -hmm. know, the weight room is underneath one of our dorms. Yeah, you know, that's you could, old you could, school, man. You yeah. you can touch the ceiling. Um <laughs> You know, you got your you got your soccer team practicing on the um on the football field. You got your band practicing on the football field. You got the <laughs> right. gym classes on the field, and then you got the you got the young boys from the neighborhood off of Georgia Ave. <laughs> right, they coming right. up and they practicing on the on the football field. It was like a community <laughs> right. field. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, man, it's like man, this 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 is what the experience is all about. And yeah, no doubt. And no I, doubt. I will live through. I will I will go through that all over again. Um, and you know, you know, we talking about the HBCU experience and I tell guys, I'm like, you know, at a PWI, yeah, your Saturdays doing football season is going to be much better than ours. You know, you playing in front of mm. 80,000, 90,000, a hundred thousand, like every football mm. player will want that. But what I say, the difference is, is that on that Sunday, that Monday, that Tuesday, that Wednesday, that Thursday, you would never find yeah. anything like an HBCU <laughs> campus, man. Nah, it's just the everyday nah. experience as a young black man, a, a young, um, a young woman, man, that you'll never mm -hmm. get on 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 an HBCU campus that you would get on a PWI campus, man. Yeah, so again, I, 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 yeah, man. I, I remember, I remember being in college, and because they kept us, they for four years. I think I said this on the man to man for four yeah. years. I was never able to go to a Howard homecoming because they always, the yeah, they got us up out of here. They knew. You know, we got to schedule away games. So guys would talk about, man, you, you know, drove on campus, man. The chicks wearing stilettos and it looked like they're going to the club. I'm like, what? We got to get out there. And we man. could never, I didn't have a whip. So some of my buddies did and on the weekends when I, uh, when it wasn't football season, we would try to get out here. But uh, before we get off the, the college subject, man, I want to I wanna go back to some of those days, man, where, when I first knew who you were, that's 707. Yeah. 707s so 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 for people that don't know it was so a lot so we just talked about all the talent that's in this area and all this talent is spread out with Bowie, maryland howard all the other universities and what we would do in the off season we would play we would have seven on against local schools and for mm -hmm. the most part we always every year we were either traveling to howard or Howard was traveling to maryland but it was like a dog fight. You oh, know, guys, first of all, if you were at Maryland, guys were like, I didn't realize it my first year, but I could tell like the sense of urgency from the older cats was like, all right, we can't lose to these cats, man. Yeah. Like these cats played blah, 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 blah. I'm like, we can't lose. So it was, so when I realized, I'm like, oh shit, 
Maryland doesn't want to lose to Howard, and Howard is trying to basically like, nah, we not the little brother. Nah, we here, right. to, we gonna compete. We played against each other in high school. Nah, we just at different school, what different uniform. So I just remember, man, just how intense it was. It was mm-hmm. more intense playing against y'all than it was us going seven oh seven against each other. And that yeah. shit brought out the best in us so much. Our um um the white goat, he was our strength coach. Cause obviously it was like NCAA rules, the coaches can't be a part of it. And yeah, you know, yeah. they were they were every coach at some point throughout that week was like, hey, listen, we're going to Howard this week. Hey, hey, get your get your get your shit right, cause they they yeah. not gonna be with that 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 BS. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah. that that level of competition was, was dope, man. And uh, I just remember out of all the college experiences, especially in the summer, that was one of my favorites. Nah, that, that was definitely one of my favorite, man. Uh, we used to pile up in the whips, like you said. Yeah. Up to Maryland. Um, and, 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 that, and that's what it was. It was like, yo, fellas, like, we not coming up here bullshitting. Like, because, <laughs> right, right. you know, they already thinking, you know, they at Maryland, we coming from Howard, that they mm-hmm. going to walk all over us, man. Right. So we was like, look, we going we gonna to come up here and do our thing. And I remember one time, it was one year, we brought the big fellas out, too. The yeah, whole, that's the right. Line, line. That's right. That's and they right. was they were out there flipping the tires and going, yeah, going at yeah. Them, uh, against each other, man. So nah, it was definitely good times, man. Great yeah, time. Yeah, that was that was good competition, man. So so now you know you have a hell of a career at Howard. Um, you reach all American status, and you end up getting drafted sixth round, right? Sixth round. Yep. yep. Uh, Two thousand and six. We're in the same draft class, and you go to the Colts, and. I think I read someplace that, I mean, you're playing next to Bob Sanders, mm-hmm. uh, Dwight Freeney, uh, who, um, Robert Mathis. Uh, who else was in the back end? Which, either way, you had to earn your starting position. Being a six-rounder, yeah. you and I know, and some of these people listening may not know, being a six-rounder is almost being a free agent, undrafted no, free no agent. It's just yeah. like being an undrafted free agent. They're, yeah. they're looking to – Cut you if you if you're not good enough and look like a superhero, look like the 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 man who knows what he's doing grabbing a gym. So mm-hmm. you're up against knowing you're up against that. Like what did that moment? When did you know? Okay, I kind of got my footing in this. And when Tony Dungy approached you and was like, "Hey, you're the starter," you know what? What? How? Tell, walk me through what was your mindset like walking into that situation, knowing you're you're pretty much an underdog, the ultimate yeah. underdog. Yeah. So man, when I um when I was drafted sixth round, um going into OTAs, you know, you had your rookie mini camps and stuff like that, but going in OTAs, I was the number seven we had seven safeties. So I was really like six, seven safeties, you know oh, what I'm saying? Man. I'm going in, right? So I'm like, all right. Well, shit. I know a grind, you know what I'm saying? Shoot, I just right. came from four years of it, right? So mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, like everybody in the draft, all we want is an opportunity, right? So right. I'm like, shit, this is my opportunity. I got I got to make the most of it. So it was just go out there and play ball, right? Go out there and play ball, play a game that I've been playing all my life, man. And I, I was going out there. And at the time, they didn't know if I was going to play safety or corner. So I was oh, I didn't know that. Ones. Yeah, I was doing one-on-ones with the um, with the tight ends and the receivers, right? And I was holding mm-hmm. my own on both. You get so extra like, work extra work right oh so i'm cool God. with that though i'm cool with that. <laughs> right so um so i started making some plays started showing up and then it was really one it was one period 
like a week. It was a week stretch where they was they started putting me in with the ones, just sprinkle mm. me in with the ones. And like mm. one day I got a pick off of Peyton. Ooh. And then the next day, the Ooh. next day, I got another pick off of Peyton. Oh this was like in like seven on seven and team settings or whatever, right? Yeah. So it was like three days in a row I got a pick off of Peyton, right? Yeah. So at that moment I'm like shit. Yeah. I belong, right? Like I'm right. I'm here, you know. We got we got the ones across some Dallas Clark and all the boys. So I'm like, all right, cool, right? Mm-hmm. So we ended up leaving, you know, when you when you have that break um in June. And um I was talking to my DB coach and we kind of had like a a thing because he was from the 757 as well. He was the okay. women Mary, um okay. he was from Norfolk, Virginia. And um, he had it. called me and he was like, Look, man, you 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 did well, you know what I'm saying? But you know. Yeah, I was just helmets. He was like, if if you mm. can come back and in mm-hmm. August do the same exact thing, but you can tackle, you have a good chance of making this come team. On. So in my mind, I'm like, shit, that's my yeah. forte. That's what I do. That's what I tackle. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So fast forward to uh, training camp, man. Um, at this time, I'm like number three, four on the depth chart. I'm going with the twos, getting mm-hmm. sprinkled in with the ones, and um, you know, I'm rocking, having a good, having a good, um, a good summer. Mike Dawes ends up getting injured. Mm. So this is when I started getting sprinkled in along Bob Sanders. And right. as everybody know, Bob Sanders, he was that when he talked when you talked about a, a safety, a box yeah. safety, he was that. So for my job, you know, we kind of we played cover two, we played cover three, we played man. You know, mm-hmm. it was like, hey, we can put you in the post and use your instincts. Read the yeah. quarterback and go and go make it happen. You know what I mean? Uh, when it was man, you a great cover guy. We'll bring you down. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, shit, I mm-hmm. can do that. Um, and Mike Dawson ended up coming back um, towards the end of the uh, the preseason. So it was kind of like you know, uh, Mike Dawson was in year four. It was like, okay. Well, what are you yeah from Ohio State? From Ohio, Ohio State, State a big dog. deal, a, big a deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out to Mike Dawson, man, a dog. And um, you know, um, that last that last preseason game. Um, as we, as you know, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of the starters don't dress that last preseason game. Right. Um, and they told me as a rookie that I didn't have to address, but I didn't play. Wow. So, so the guys were a like, rookie, bro. Yeah. They were a like, rookie. That's, they oh, were like that's, they were like, that's, 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 that's huge. You know what I mean? That's OG status, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and going into that first week, um, I think it was that, that Monday preparing for that first um that first game i might be yeah i think it was that monday that's when they uh they gave it a nod and say look you will be starting this first game yo that's big bro i don't know too yeah. many cats who started their rookie year and didn't play that fourth game bro i know damn yeah. well I, damn no special teams no nothing and, and so I played. I was on punt with on in the um as far as the, the fourth game. Not no special team. What? Um, no, bro. No. Yeah. No. So no. It, it was crazy because I didn't play the first preseason game because I sprained my MCL and mm. I was out. So that second preseason game, we played the Cincinnati, uh, Seattle Seahawks. Uh, that's when Sean Alexander came off from that crazy year. Uh, and then that on, that on. third game, we played we played New Orleans. And I bought that game. So, hold yeah, on, hold man. on. I, was, I gotta I was get blessed, this right, man. So, a six-round draft pick, who obviously Mike Doss. If people don't know who Mike Doss is, you know, stud at Ohio State, dog. He's in his. He's a veteran at this point. Six-round yeah. draft pick. 
out of Howard University comes in and first you don't play the lat. So for people who don't really understand why I'm so hyped about this, I was the 34th pick of the draft. I was a second round draft pick. I started my rookie year packages like on base. I didn't start sub, mm -hmm. but I played every game that we played on special teams. That fourth game, I played everything, bro. Uh, first yeah. rounder, unless you're a first rounder, first rounders typically, if they solidify themselves as being a starter, they don't play that fourth preseason game. Damn, that's big. That that's big, yeah. bro. That's big. So uh, on a on a lighter note, bro. So I, I couldn't help but think about my so my rookie year. I'm thinking about all the stuff we got to deal with, all yeah. the Ricky Hazen, the, the dinners we got to pay for. Um, one, the first part of that question is who is your vet, and then the second part of the question is. Did y'all have a guy? Because if, you know, I, again, I wasn't in the fashion like I am yeah. a little bit now. Yeah. And Willie McGinnis was my old head. Willie right. McGinnis played 100 years, uh, Super Bowl <laughs> champion, yeah. you know, uh, lead the league and, and playoff sacks even to this day. Well, what he used to do, let's say we're playing a away game. Mm-hmm. I never I was the guy, you know, you have some guys go home, they get dressed at home, then they go straight to the airport. Now, I was mm -hmm. the guy after walkthrough. I'm staying after in the locker room, finish my test, yep. take a shower, get dressed there. Will yep. Mack would stay. And what Will Mack would do before he put on his clothes, he had this referee jersey he put on. Then he had the whistle and he had yeah. a yellow flag. So if anybody came in there, thought they was a 10 from fashion and he Bro, he used to fry people up. Fry them up. Throw a flag at you and then blow the whistle, get everybody's attention, and just go in. And where I was subjected to that shit a handful of times. <laughs> I wear these these big ass the oversized, yeah, you know, yeah. Jabot it, jeans. It was different back then. It was yeah, different. it was different, man. Who, so who was your your OG? And, and did y'all have anybody in the locker room that used to fry people up over like their outfits, man? Because oh my goodness, Will hey, Mack had so me afraid to walk in the locker room, bro. So um my OG, I would say um man, we had a bunch at that time. I kind I, I walked in a great oh, yeah. situation, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you can Cato June, um Bob and Mike Doss, uh Gary Brackett, yeah, Rob, yeah. you know, Friendy. So yeah. we had a bunch, man. And like I said, right, right. They, the culture was different there, man. So everybody was like fam. But it's, when you when when you talk about joking and clowning though. <laughs> D Dominic Rhodes, <laughs> okay, Dami, Dami, Cato. Oh um, yeah, Cato. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, was GB was GB a part of that at all? GB GB clowned a little. GB clowned a little bit. Okay, GB okay, because okay, bit, but, okay. But okay. I, if I if you had to say two, it was Cato yeah. and uh, Dominic Rhodes. Man, them boys with <laughs> I'm talking about coaches, <laughs> training staff. Right, everybody was staff, getting. It. Everybody was getting it. Oh man, well that that mess was torture, bro. I remember when I started wearing uh, skinny jeans towards like I don't know what this was like 2010, 2011. Yeah. Man, they yeah. used to fry me up, dog. Yeah. They used to fry me up, but I was like, I can't stop wearing it because you, they you, go. You, you was you was ahead of your time. Hey, listen, man. You Ooh, ahead Lord. of your time, bro. Almost cried a few times. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> Almost cried a few times. Well, shit, man. Uh, so. This is actually a good time for me to plug. If you're listening and tuning in, please go subscribe to Athletes Unplugged and go check out the Man to Man podcast. 
with Antoine Bethea and Darius Butler. But so let's go back to um, so your 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 first start, man. Like what mm-hmm. what was that like? What was that like to finally because before you had because I remember my third preseason game, which you know obviously in the league it mirrors what the first game will be. You're playing yeah. with starters. You play. Uh, you play a lot long. You play three quarters. That's what yeah. it was back in the day. And I remember we were playing Philly. And Donovan McNabb was the quarterback. And, bro, I think I got a Emmy, Mr. Assignment, mental mm-hmm. arrow, the whole deal, like first <laughs> like, series, bro. Yeah. First series for sure. Because I'm, I'm staring at, you know, this guy I've watched on national television for years, bro, yeah. Donovan McNabb, and I didn't know what I was doing. You know what I mean? And then I kind of caught my win, and but it was like a shock every game that year, just to know I'm I'm walking into another stadium. I'm I'm putting on the jersey for another week, man. I'm playing alongside. I'm 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 playing a dream. You know? Yeah. Did you have what was that moment like for you when you realized like, damn, like damn, I'm here, bro. Oh shit, mine was the same. So our first, my first start, <clears throat> it was the Manning Bowl. It was Peyton versus Eli, and we went up to New York. So that's mm. when they had Tiki Barber, Brandon Jacobs, mm. Jeremy Shockey had tied in, Plaxico. Like, right. so, you know, I'm lining up, and I tell this story all the time. Um, it was a regular cover three. So at that time, we played cover three, cover six, rotate rotate weak or rotate strong. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had been doing this. was This was like day one install. Right. We called a little single, uh, single high coverage. And I go blank. I go yeah. blank. So so yeah. so I remember Cato like Cato he he tapping his hip like yo let me know where you where you coming down at let me know <laughs> right and right, he turn right. around and I'm like bro I don't know yeah. so he <laughs> that, tell me he tell me he tell me to come down and I'm like uh, for sure I'm like you know typically like since I've been playing sports I get butterflies before every game right mm-hmm. and it's just like that's when I know that I'm ready I got butterflies. And after either the first head or if I'm on the court, like, you know, the whistle go, like the butterflies go away. And this game, bro, I had butterflies the entire game, bro. I wow. couldn't shake them shits, man. Yeah, but yeah. That was kind of like one of my moments. I was like, damn, bro, I'm tripping. And just like you, I had <laughs> yeah. an Emmy, Mr. Simon, some shit that I had been doing all summer, all preseason. Mm-hmm. But it yeah. was just one of them times, man. I was just like, well, damn, I'm out here. I'm out here. Right, right, right. There's nothing you can do at this point. Uh, yeah, that's dope, man. That's dope. I think everybody has that moment where they realize, like, you start thinking about the game, which you've never done before, ever. Not that long, at least. Yeah. I know for me, it was, it was definitely a shock. Definitely a shock. So uh, let me let me uh, ask you this. So yeah. you play – how long you with the Colts? What, eight, eight, eight. years, right? Yep, eight, eight years. years. So I remember, I remember when the Browns released me, mm-hmm. and I remember I was, you know, I was trying to figure out what that next step was going to be. And for me, I didn't want to, I didn't want to go to a situation that mirrored anything that involved me playing that didn't have a quarterback. One, yep. and two, anything that was going to that I thought that could that could shorten my the 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 plays that I was I was I was having because at that time I was like. Man, AB, my agent would do this um, calculation every year, how many plays I played. And yeah. every year I was in Cleveland, I was like top five in total plays. So it's just like, yeah. man, at this position, I can't keep, yeah. you know, at some point my body's going to catch up. Gonna, yeah, no, no doubt. 
So you spent, you win a Super Bowl there your first year down in Miami against Chicago. Mm-hmm. That experience was great. Man, I it, it was like, it was dope to be a fly on the wall. And I'm changing gears a little bit. It was cool to be a fly on the wall when uh, we were back in uh, Indy recently yeah. to, uh, to uh, congratulate Rob for getting into the Ring of Honor for the Colts. Mm-hmm. But I remember we were all smoking cigars and you and Reggie and GB and, 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 uh, you know, uh, just all the Colts. Uh, who else was there? Uh, Kel- I'm Kelvin Hayden. Kelvin Hayden. Yeah. Um, yeah, just everybody talking about the experience of winning a Super Bowl, bro. Yeah. And I couldn't help but just sit back. Like, I couldn't even interject in the conversation, mm-hmm. bro, just to see y'all light up and talk about the aftermath of it and yeah. just some of the some of the, the, the hard work, one, and then, two, just – Reggie was talking about like when y'all came here to DC and park and just some of yeah. the celebrations, man, like that was dope for me. I had never been around guys who had won a Super Bowl mm-hmm. and like talked about it. And it was more than just two guys talking about it. So that, that shit, that shit to me was dope, man. That was dope. But I know I'm doing a lot of talk. I want to first um, ask you about, you know, you have a hell of a career. And yep. the NFLPA in 2017, they decided to start this. Uh, you were the first recipient of the Black College Football Pro Player of the Year. Yeah. And to me, you have a Hall of Fame resume. To me, your story has a Hall of Fame story. To Appreciate me, that, bro. for you to be the first recipient of that award, when you're talking guys like Doug Williams yeah. with the HBCUs who weren't crowning and weren't you know, the first recipient of this award, man, what was that? What did that moment mean to you, man? Man, it, it was, it was special because, you know, when, when they, when they did first, when they told me, I'm like, man, it's dope for the same reason what you said. Like you got Doug Williams, you got Jerry Rice, Michael, yeah. Strahan, you know, you got Walter Payton, you got some, you know, Mel Blunt, you got some legends that's, right. that's, 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 that's come through the ranks as far as HBCUs. And for me to be able to, um, be recognized as the first man um it was a, a humbling experience because again it's like i wish they would have been doing this you know way before just because there's so many guys that 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 deserve but no nah, you honor. you were you were deserving of it at that time because a lot of people wouldn't have they they'll know these big name guys but like dog you got to give yourself some credit here bro like yeah, the guys yeah, who, nah, yeah you know nah, you, you gotta this shit was dope man when i when i when i read that i'm like oh man like that's the first one, and the Pat, some former winners are Darius Leonard from the Colts, um, yep. Tariq Cohen. This list is no slouch, man. These are guys putting in work, man. So, you know, I'm just I'm a, I'm I'm like the number one believe because you know Christina being a Howard uh, graduate, like it's, it's bled into her her HBCU pride is bled into mine, bro. Yeah, bled into yeah. my and, and so I I feel that, bro, and I see this shift of the last few years of people finally taking notice of HBCUs no, no when guys have been putting in work for as long as for the years. league has been for years been here. And me personally growing up in Florida, every year my mom would take me and my brothers to the Florida Classic. Mm-hmm. The Florida Classic, and I yeah. and we were diehard Florida State fans. And I remember from a very young age, my mother our entire family would load up, go to Orlando. And watch, uh, what was it? 
Spam you and Bethune Cookman. Yeah. And it was more about I pro- probably one time out of like six to six years we went to the Florida Classic, I went to the actual game. Mm-hmm. It was about the cookout, the, the it was cook, about the, the fellowship, yeah. the tailgate, and all that, yeah. man. So that was my first glimpse into blackness, to be honest with you. You know, it was the first time everyone got together and it was celebrating a great cause and it was fellowship. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that that was special. And you know, I know I asked the question. Now I started talking about other nah, things. Nah, nah, nah. You, but, but you know, I I, I can talk about this HBCU thing all day. And, and to your point, you know, like I said, like I, I would never downplay the the recognition. Um, and you know, like I, it, it's one of the, <clears throat> you know, biggest awards that I received. Like you said, being the first mm-hmm. um recipient. But then again, <clears throat> getting that award where you got Shaq Harris there, you mm-hmm. got um. You got Doug Williams there, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, these are the guys that 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 paved the way for us. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it wasn't for right. them, sure, who who knows where we'll be at right now? But again, man, it's just that HBCU vibe, man. It's the the family oriented feel that you get, mm-hmm. and regardless of what what event you're at, whether it could be homecoming, a basketball game, football mm-hmm. game, um. Whatever it is, man, you always gonna have that feel, and it's like, damn, I wish I could, I could go back to that time where I was right. 18, 19, <laughs> 20 years old. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but yeah, man, it's 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 just a different feel, different feel. Yeah. So tell me, tell me about your free agency kind of circuit, right? You 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 spend eight years with the Colts, and you know you obviously started from the bottom, worked your way up. You're a household name at this point. Super Bowl winner, uh, Pro Bowl guy, and now it's a chance for, for whatever reason, the Colts don't bring you back. Well, they Grigson, Ryan Grigson takes over. And I remember when the Colts became a player in my select selection of teams that I was going to play for, yeah. I was looking forward. I'm like, damn, you know, like, A.B. is there. Like, y- y'all had a mob. Mm-hmm. And to see you leave – and me come in and then Landry, I got no, listen, I think Landry is a hell of a dude. We had a lot of fun together, but it was, it was, he didn't have this. I think if they were to do that over again, they would probably kept your ass around. Bruh, I was sick, yo. Oh, I was man. sick. You know what I'm saying? But I, I, I seen the writing on the wall just cause, um, mm-hmm. you know, the business aspect, you know, you have, Von, right. we had brought Vontae in. I knew they were going to sign Vontae. And then um, they had just, Sign uh Laurent to like, I think it was like a three year deal. So I'm like, you know, they're not gonna pay, they're not gonna have three guys in the backfield mm-hmm. in the secondary. Um, so I just kind of knew the writing was on the wall, but I was like, I still had my fingers crossed. It was a little bit of hope that right. maybe they could, you know, we could we could work something out. Yeah. But yeah. I but I was I was sick, man. And then to, to to what you just said, like when I seen when I saw they brought you in, um, they ended up bringing pops in. And, and, you know, I spent my first eight years there. So even though I'm on another team, like, shit, that's where my roots was at. So I was still, right, right. you know, rooting for rooting for the team. You know what I mean? But right, um, right. My, my free agency hit, man, like I said, it was bittersweet for me because I right. wanted to, you know, everybody, I think all players say, like, man, if I could spend my whole career in one place, um, mm. that would be love. And, you know, I, I grew to love Indy. Um, yeah. and And I wanted to stay there. But then again, you know, 
everybody wants to wants to be wanted. You know what I'm saying? So when you get that no opportunity doubt. to touch the free agent market, um, and you have these other teams calling, it, I'm like, damn, I, 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 I like, yeah, I like yeah. this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, so again, man, once it was my first time in the free agency because I ended up getting read up our lockout year. Um, mm. so I got, I got read up my lockout. Yeah, year, that's so, right. I remember that. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep, so this was my yep. first time really touching the free agency market, the free agent market. Um, and, and I enjoyed it, you know, had some, mm-hmm. some, some different, I think it was Seattle, Green Bay, um, San Fran. Wow. Um, wow. so, you know, it was kind of one of them things that you just looking at the teams and like, which is the better fit for me. And right. San Fran at the time they had, I think two years prior to that, they had went to the Super Bowl. Um, mm-hmm. and then the year right before that, they went to the NFC championship. Right. So I'm like, shoot, they, they have the foundation there. You know what I'm saying? So for yeah. me, um, Doc, I think, uh, D Witt ended up going to. Was it Buffalo? No, no. He ended up going to Cleveland, I think. Oh, that's think right. Up, that's right. That's right. He went to Cleveland. He went to Cleveland. He ended up going to Cleveland. Oh, um, that's, they right. Needed a, that's right. Yeah. They needed to fill a hole. So, uh, I'm like, shoot, man, you got Pat Willis, you got Bowman, Justin Bowman. Smith. They had they defensive stack. All Alden so, Smith. Alden yeah, Smith, yeah. you know, um uh, the a young Eric Reed. So mm-hmm. it was just I just seemed like a a, a good fit for me. Um, especially wow. the type of defense that they ran. So uh, that's why I went ahead and, and went with went with San Fran. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie, when I got released, bro, I'm like, they better they better bring in somebody that can that can ball. You bring in a scrub, man. I they, you know, they ain't going to be a good look, man. I'm going to be forever salty. But they yeah. brought in uh, Carlos Dansby. And, you know, Dansby put in work. He's another yeah. dude that flies under the radar that I think will be in the Hall hey, of Fame at some I, point. I, I, got I, say all, I say that all the time. I think mm-hmm. Carlos, so we were teammates in Arizona, and mm-hmm. Carlos is one of four players to have, I think it's like an X amount of tackles, and I think it's like, like the 40 30, 30 sacks, club 30 sacks, 40 20 club yeah 40, yep. yeah yeah i'm yep. like and then yep. the other three you got ray in there right um it ain't many it's not many i don't know the other it's two not guys, many so uh like, brian urlacher brian urlacher and these hall of fame linebackers i'm like he gotta right. get in gotta get yeah in. oh no no you when you speak of uh carlos damp yeah he's a uh, so when i played i was trying to get in the 2020 club for mm-hmm. the linebacker 20 interceptions 20 sacks Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then that's one, like, kind of, you know, stepping stone. But, man, like, the man, that's 40, tough, man. 30, right, right, yeah, yeah. So I was, and my mom was like, I'm going to keep playing until I hit this 2020. But then, you know, things happen or what have you. Yeah. But, like, as far as Carlos Dansby and, like, Ray Lewis and Brian Urlacher, these guys, Brian Urlacher and Ray Lewis, they have about, they have over 40 sacks and over, I believe it's 30 interceptions. And Carlos Dansby is right there, mm-hmm. right there. And uh, London Fletcher may be the other one, so it's a it's an elite company that. So I I, I definitely feel like he's definitely put up the Hall of Fame numbers, bro. Yeah, uh, for sure. So l- let me let me uh, cause I know you and D Butt y'all cover the latest NFL news and what's going mm-hmm. on. Everybody's talking about this big trade with Russell Wilson being traded from Seattle to Denver. Maybe I've been a fly on the wall, but I haven't yeah. seen much. I know Denver was pretty solid in defense. What do you think about that move, man? Now he's going to be up against. In my mind, I'm like, why would you go? I get it. You you think you you still have a lot of years left, but you're in a conference, the AFC South division, AFC South, where you have Derek Carr, Patrick Mahomes, 
and was it Justin Herbert? Justin Herbert, yeah. So I can I can already tell the NFL uh, schedule makers or whatever they're plugging in all these games, bro. Monday so, night, Sunday night games. Oh, all, I, I want to watch it all. Yeah, bro. Oh yeah, I want to watch it. I think it was a. <clears throat> I think it was it was good for both sides. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I think Denver. I think Denver got what they needed. I felt as though like on because you look on the offense, running back, solid at running back, and right. you know, um, you know. Receiver wise, you know, you got a, a young crew. So you got what Patrick, you got Judy. Um, and Judy, I, I'm missing, yeah. I'm missing one more. But mm-hmm. I think they just felt as though they was they were missing that one piece, which is the quarterback to kind of elevate them to mm-hmm. where they need to where they need to get at. Because you just mentioned you got Kansas City, and you got um you got the Chargers and, and the Raiders not a slouch. So right. Un- right. unless you make a move. Um, they're they're in a good spot, but then you look at Seattle, you know, you kind of feel like, okay, well, I think we done hit the, you know, I think we plateaued as far as mm-hmm. you know what we could do with 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 Russell Wilson. They let Bobby mm-hmm. Wagner go, but then what you was able yeah. to receive for um for Russell Wilson, you can you can play with that. You got two right. first rounders, you got two second rounders, and um, you got bodies, and you got, and body, you got real bodies that, that can play. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it's like, okay, do we play with this in the draft, or right. do we give some of this capital to another team to possibly bring in somebody? You know what I mean? Right. So I think both sides won. I think Russell. I'm, I know he's happy as a quarterback, being the being that the weapons that he has. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it was a good move for, for both parties. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And, and then you have Aaron Rodgers. He decided to stay in and sign a, a, a blockbuster deal. What was it four years, two hundred mil? Yeah, and I don't like know. 100. I don't know if that's 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 for sure. But I know what what he's getting. It's, it's something crazy. Yeah, it's something crazy. Something crazy, bro. Um, yeah, that's that's insane. The quarterback market is on another stratosphere, man. Another, yeah, another damn. So I I couldn't I can't let you get out of here without talking about some of the philanthropic things that. You've been a part of, yeah. And Newport News, you you've definitely done a, a hell of a job of being an athlete, uh, being a philanthropist, and giving back to your community. Mm-hmm. Uh, of recent that I know of was the basketball court that you developed in your hometown. I saw the press conference. I thought it was great. Uh, this is something that you've been you've been giving back, and a lot of guys you it, so much so in two thousand, I believe it was. What, 13, you were the Colts man of the year, you know? Mm -hmm. So anytime for people that don't know, if you're honored by a team of being the Walter Payton man of the year, that means you exemplify just an outstanding, just sense of urgency about you within the community and giving back and not, not just money, but time. And every year that's crowned one Walter Payton man of the year. And that list is phenomenal. And yeah. these guys are doing big things. So tell me what inspired you to I know guys talk about it. Yeah. I gotta give back. I gotta do this. I gotta, I gotta be a part of it, but you actually do it. You know, yeah. do you have a team of people that help you kind of figure that out? And you know, what was your motivation behind, you know, you specifically giving back and actually doing it, man? Yeah, man. I think um that was always one thing that I said I was gonna do, man. If I had the opportunity to give back, uh, <clears throat> I was gonna do it. So, you know. I mean, we're we're blessed with the platform that we have, um, and the youngsters, man, they look up to us, whether we like it or not. They look right. up to us. You know what I'm saying? Especially coming from right. the neighborhoods we come from, it's like, damn, like you know, Big Bro did it. 
I can do it too. So for me, right. it's like, man, I, you know, show your show your face in the neighborhood, man. Let 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 them touch mm-hmm. you. Let them know that it's real. Like you know, I would right. walk through the same halls that you was walking. You know what I mean? Walking the same streets <laughs> right. you was walking. So for mm-hmm. me, it's always about to give back, man. Being able to help people that you know necessarily in in most ways can't help you. So it's like I'm doing. I'm not doing it, you know, to get something back from it. I'm just doing it because this is what I want. You know what I mean? I want to see right. my my neighborhood in a, in a good light. And for the basketball court, what really came of that was that, again, I tell you, you know, we talked about earlier, basketball is my first love. Right. And that's all we did, man. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. talking after basketball practice, after football practice, after school, we rolled around our city, other cities, and mm-hmm. we was finding a, a basketball court and we were playing. And it just so just so happened around our way, man, like the courts were getting ran down. We didn't have mm. any basketball courts with any lights. So once the sun went wow. down, you know what I'm saying? So And that's the time where like, you need to be occupied with something productive. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, so I'm yeah. just like, damn, like, you know, it's tough to get a bunch of people to go out and go, hey, we're going to play this football game. Right. All you need is a handful of people to go out there and play ball man and that's that's right. gonna get you active you know keep you out of trouble so that's what uh me and the team man we decided to do partner with the, the city of newport news man and and from there man we you know holding the tournaments out there and and, and people actually um using it for 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 good use man so i'm excited about that yeah that's dope man that's that that's that's dope that you're, you're doing that and and i saw sam your wife was there you know, she spoke and I think it was just a great thing, man. And, you know, it's something that I've always talked about doing. It's just I, I lost contact with folks back home. It's just, yeah, you know, I've I done a little things here and there, but nothing at the extent of what you, how, how you've given back, man. So that kudos to you being able to balance all of that. Yeah, that, that's dope, man. So let me I'm going to get you out of here with this last one. But do you know I got a little trivia for you? All right. See if you know this. Uh so out of our draft class, mm-hmm. you might know this. You might do. It, it might be a layup. In, in the 2006 NFL draft class, yeah. obviously, you know, you played a long time. You 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 crushed it. You, yep. There's nobody, everybody, pretty much everyone is out the league except for a handful of guys from our class. Can you name them? 2006, can I name them? Yeah. Um, I had to look it up myself. I'm like, I went to you, uh, so, and I was like, so uh, Mercedes Lewis. Yeah, I forgot about Mercedes, bro. Like, why are you still playing, bro? Like, what the? <laughs> what are you doing? With that? I, I say Mercedes Lewis. Yeah. Um, you're not gonna get the next one, bro. I promise you, you're not gonna get it. You're not gonna get it. Mm. Yeah, it's it's tough, bro. It's tough. And Mercedes is in what? What year is this? Like six? It's got to be like sixteen. Say God, oh, that's um, a long time. That, that's the only one. That's the only one. No, I can Matt, think of. Matt Prater, bro, the kicker. The kicker. He was a free agent. I would. You'd have never guessed that. Yeah, you'd never yeah, guessed. yeah. Because I thought you was the. I was like, hold on, ain't nobody else still playing. He's got to be the longest tenure. 2006 from 2006 draft class yeah and then yeah i forgot mercedes was still playing bro he's still, still right. freaking playing bro that's crazy but hey ab man i, I know you got a, a bird to catch hey man thank you for your time and your perspective as always man again if you're listening or if you're watching 
Go hit the like button. Go subscribe to Athletes Unplugged. And go subscribe and like to the Man to Man podcast with Antoine Bethea and Darius Butler, where they talk everything football and some. So go check it out. But, again, we want to thank our guest, A.B., for joining us. Hey, bro, I appreciate it, man. Nah, I appreciate you, bro, man. Keep doing your thing, man. Love the show, baby.